Hey, what's going on everybody? Mia Fazelli here from Adonis Athletics. Welcome to another episode of Bass Plates and Protein Shakes. Uh, it's been a, a couple of days uh, missing a couple of episodes, but back to it. Today's episode, we're going to go off the back of the recommendation of one of our listeners, a world-class lifter herself. Uh, she wanted me to talk about uh, some of the differences uh, between... Um, and males and females or some of the considerations uh, with females when it comes to training so obviously this is a huge topic in itself a lot can go into it but for the purposes of this episode and, and these segments we'll keep it a little bit shorter more to the point and more kind of practical you know things that we can actually uh, use and things that uh, matter as far as direct application rather than getting too far deep into the scientific reasonings and things. So uh, what I'm going to be talking about is some of the the basic gender differences uh, between males and females and how that relates to their training and their training programs, how they respond to training and Perhaps even explain some of the things that you may have been seeing in your training uh, as compared to the the training of the opposite sex. So, um, first things first, uh, females have a a higher percentage, a higher proportion of um, type 1 muscle fibers. So, we have two main types of muscle fibers. We've got type 1 and type 2. Type 1 basically uh, are the type of muscle fibers that are more resistant to fatigue. They can contract for longer before they fatigue out, but in exchange, they can't produce as much uh, peak force as type 2 muscle fibers. So um, people like athletes such as uh, marathon runners, for example, just genetically have much higher level, a much higher proportion of type 1 muscle fibers to type 2 muscle fibers. And the more elite that marathon runner is, uh, surprise, surprise, the more higher the proportion or almost purely uh, the makeup of that person's uh, muscle fiber is going to be a type one muscle fiber. On uh, On the other end of the spectrum, you have the type two muscle fibers. Uh, And within type two, you have type two A and type two B. So uh, you have, two levels of, I guess, um, capability to be even more fast twitch and less fatigue resistant. So type two muscle fibers in general uh, are just going to be uh, much less fatigue resistant uh, and they are going to be able to instead be able to produce a much higher uh, force output, right? a a much higher propensity to be able to generate a a shitload of force, uh, especially in a very short period of time, okay? Now, uh, the the reason why this is important is because if you you, uh, have ever noticed females tend to be able to uh, crank out a lot of reps with near max weight. Uh, 
you know, you, you as a male, for example, uh, listening to this may take something that's about 90, 92% of your max and crank out two reps, maybe three, there's probably no way you'll get a fourth, right? But you'll get a female, uh, you'll give her 90, 92% of, of the max. Uh, you know, the first two might even look grindy, but you'll end up cranking out like five or six reps. And this is not unheard of and it's not uncommon. Part of the reason is because of this. Uh, so the max obviously is not going to be as much uh, because of uh, lower proportion of those muscle fibers. Unless of course they are just genetically predisposed to having higher proportion of fast twitch muscle fibers, right? But we're just talking about population averages here. Uh, and this reason is the reason why uh, an RPE-based training uh, is, or at least an RPE-influenced training is very useful for females because percentages can uh, often lead the female lifter uh, down a, not the wrong path, but uh, it can get them off track, right? it can be not quite the best best move to make. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're in the right intensity range that is allowing the female lifter to be able to work within, a, within the right intensity range uh, that that's not so much dependent on uh, percentage itself, right? For example, I'll give you a, I'll give you a real life example to illustrate what I mean. With bench press, especially uh, for females, it's typically um, been demonstrated that it's important that the female lifter, especially, get pretty close to almost a grind in the lifts. That's the way typically females respond best to uh, the bench press when they train for it. Now, if you were to subscribe a percentage, this can very often be way off, way, way off. Uh, but instead, if you, if you have a percentage or a number in mind, but you also alongside that... Um, have a guidance in regards to what kind of an RPE it should feel like, then it's much easier for that lifter to be able to uh, adjust things on the fly, right? And so uh, the, the goals in the long term can be, can be better. The other implication with this uh, muscle fiber type um, distribution is that because type 1 muscle fibers are more resistant to fatigue, and they recover faster. What that usually means is that a female lifter compared to a male counterpart of about the same training age, the same body weight, etc., etc., uh, can and should take on more volume because uh, she can recover from it much faster. And in fact, uh, would be done probably a disservice if the volume wasn't as much as it needs to be. It also probably means that uh, the female lifter, that same female lifter compared to a, a male counterpart, uh, 
can and probably should venture into higher RPEs uh, in certain parts of the program, not in all parts, but in certain parts of the program, should venture into higher average RPEs and higher average intensities uh, than um, the male counterpart. Again, because the absolute intensity will is, is going to be, even though it might be the same, it's not going to be as demanding uh, and as fatiguing on the system. And for whatever fatigue or demand is placed on uh, the female's system, the female's body, the recovery rate is simply going to be better. So uh, they will have the uh, uh, capability to take it on and recover from it. Again, remember I'm just talking about population averages here. There are going to be some females who are more genetically blessed and are not going to be able to respond like that. They're they're going to uh, need longer recovery periods, right? Uh, But that's that's uh, that's a whole other issue in of itself anyway. That's up to the coach to um, start to gather data and information over time to see how this person uh, really responds to training because there's no way for you to know know, what kind of a proportion in terms of type 1 or type 2 muscle fibers or or whatever else uh, a lifter has, whether male or female or whatever. So it's just about having the right program in place, collecting the right amount of data and making good decisions based on this data. Um, the strength in the in the upper body, uh, especially for especially for the upper body, uh, in males is going to naturally be higher. Uh, and this is not really for any other reason other than that males just tend to build more upper body uh, musculature naturally, and so. But due to this, going back to the point that I just made in regards to higher volume, females need especially higher volume for the upper body uh, to be able to develop not only strength, but more importantly, probably uh, enough adequate muscle tissue to then be able to uh, put on strength. In fact, uh, one, of, one of my main observations with training females uh, f- and their improvement in the bench press has been that, especially in the off-season, if they do good work to uh, a lot of high-volume, higher-volume work, more bodybuilding-style training, uh, to build some musculature in the in the upper body, and that translates pretty well to uh, the competition period when we need to sort of get rid of the volume and increase the intensity and, and get them to taper towards competition. So... Uh, Ladies, if you listen to this, if you if you want your bench press to get better, then in your off season, definitely uh, make sure you're including a lot of volume into your training for the upper body, trying to build musculature in the upper body, and yeah, try and stay away from too much like you know triples or doubles and singles, and not to say you shouldn't do them at all, but that definitely shouldn't be the major, the majority makeup of your training program. You should be doing uh, a lot of higher volume, relatively high sets, high reps. You know, we're talking like uh, eight reps plus, uh, eight, 10, 12, sometimes 15 reps of a variety of different uh, exercises for the upper body, both push and pull. 
So uh, that's very important. The thing is, though, what's what's uh, interesting is that the the strength per unit of muscle mass is actually the same between both sexes, uh, because. At the end of the day, the muscle is the muscle. But what happens is, uh, you you might be thinking, okay, well then how come uh, females in roughly the same body weight class as a male have uh, are, are weaker? The reason for that is that although strength per unit of muscle mass might be the same, females just naturally have a higher body fat percentage, body fat content. So. Although two lifters, male and female, may be 60 kilos each, you know, at a, at a healthy body and so on, the female who's 60 kilos carries less muscle mass compared to the male counterpart. The male counterpart carries less, uh, less body fat by nature and therefore more muscle mass at 60 kilos. And this again illustrates previous episodes and if you follow me on, on other social media channels, uh, you would have seen me bark on about the importance of uh, developing muscle mass for long-term improvement in strength. And this is exactly one of those cases and one of those examples why it's so important. So uh, those are basically the most important differences in the training of a, of a male and female uh, as far as like considerations with the musculoskeletal system and how that would uh, affect in any way uh, the training methodologies that you would use or, or things at least that you would have in mind as a coach uh, that you would potentially uh, look to employ within the training program and then things that you look out for once they do start with the training program so that you know what to change along the way and what not to change along the way and uh, you know how certain things would would easily be explained by uh, some of the things I just mentioned. Uh, I want to leave it there for for at least this episode of this segment. There are a few other points as well with female training but I think it's better if we do it in separate parts Um, I think uh, this one's not as succinct exactly what I wanted to get across as far as uh, the muscle structure and and makeup the fiber makeup or uh, differentiating between um, males and females as far as strength training is concerned so uh, ladies there is no real difference between uh, you and males as far as your the quality of your muscle or what your muscle is capable of um, per per unit of muscle it's the same uh, same force can be produced same strength can be produced uh, you just naturally have a slightly higher proportion of type 1 muscle fibers which is an advantage in some ways Yes, maybe a disadvantage in others, but that doesn't mean that you can't get strong. Uh, still heavy training and regular heavy training with smart programming, uh, preferably smart coaching, can get you to lift some incredible weights as uh, the wonderful world of Instagram and, and YouTube has demonstrated to us you know, over the last few years. 
with some great female lifters coming along and uh, in some cases wiping the floor with uh, some of the some of the other males in the other weight division or similar weight divisions uh, all you got to do is like i said stick to your regular training good coaching good programming uh, try and keep your uh, body fat percentage in check uh, you obviously don't want it too low because that is going to cause uh, some uh, health issues uh, but uh, you also don't want it to be excessively high as the, is the same case with even male lifters you, you want to be in a healthy range as far as your sport is concerned uh, so that you can maximize the amount of uh, muscle tissue you can build and uh, be able to give yourself every advantage possible as far as your training is concerned it is it is important to understand that you need to handle more average volume that means more sets Yep, and it's more work. Uh, but the beauty of that is that you can recover from that, and that means your work capacity is slightly better than than um, uh, your male counterparts. And um, because of that, you'll be able to handle heavier weights more regularly. You'll be able to handle bigger workloads more regularly. Make sure you're uh, punching out big volume, especially for the upper body. Strive to build muscle because that's what you need. And in the long run, uh, more muscle equals more strength. And more strength means more gains and everybody's happy. I hope that uh, covers it for everybody, answers a few questions. Uh, I'll look to do a couple more parts to this topic because uh, it, can, it can go in fairly in depth in regards to different things. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Until the next episode, this is Amir Fazeli from Adonis Athletics and this is Bars, Plates and Protein Shakes.